Now they are going to flood the gates. Now that they know that we know what information we have to look for, there's going to be a ton of new channels popping up, leading you in circles with rabbit holes. Um, I have the discernment not to get trapped up in those rabbit holes. What I suggest to you literally is just if you if you don't have the time and the inclination uh, to be discerning, you know, and that's fine. A lot of people just don't have the time. Then follow what I'm looking at and what I'm doing because I'm not fooled by their nonsense. And if the channel has a deceitful name, like, like you could just, I've told you guys this like a thousand times, but people just don't get it. It's always in the name. If the name of the channel is like Deception Bites, they're telling you, that they're going to be giving you uh, information that has to do with either computers, math, or money, and it's going to be deceptive. If they're telling, if there's illusion in the name, if there is, um, you know, you just got to look at the name. The name is always a joke, laughing at how stupid you are. You got to just look at that name, and um, you know, the name will tell you if. The person is just like there's they, they have a lot of people that are Satanists that know a lot of stuff and they know a lot more than Christians that are all of a sudden realizing that they have to decode this Bible and they have to find out all this. They got to play catch up. OK, so there's a lot of Satanists out there and they're like, oh, oh, there's a market for this now. Oh, we know how to we know how to fool people and, you know, lead you all kinds of astray. Um, be discerning, be discerning. And um, even some really people that have great reputations, they're still doing hand signs. I caught it the other day, still doing hand signs, still repping the satanic colors, or maybe they don't, they're not Satanists, but they wear the color or they do the hand signs so that they won't be killed for the information that they're giving because it's that real. So what I would say to you is find one or two, one or two people. You don't need to follow everybody. You don't need to look at every video. I'm doing something different from, you know, what other people do. I'm looking at the overall narrative so I can look at a channel that I know is full of absolute nonsense that I know is probably a liar or whatever. And what I'm doing is I'm picking out, I'm finding out what their narrative is, what their game is and what the lie that they want to tell the misconfusion that they're trying to cause. So please don't be like, oh, well, she looks at a lot of it. I'll just look at a whole lot of videos. You can do whatever you want to do to spend your time. But I'm just telling you that I'm already seeing it now. I'm already seeing these fake channels. They've come from out of nowhere, like literally overnight. And another way that you can usually tell fakes is they are up in the comment section talking about really chatting up uh, a person you know, that has a channel and it might be a modest, modestly popular channel. And these people, it's more than a compliment. It's like, you know, oh yeah, you know, oh, you showed me the light. Oh, you give me, and, and what they're trying to do is make you think that this person is like the greatest thing since toast and that they've got like, you know, disciples or whatever. 
and then um you know a lot of times i i mean i understand some channels hooking up to to get each other's supporter but when i see too much of a channel trying to get on with other people who have channels that means that they are trying to unify the narrative remember that the problem that they have with YouTubers that are independent-minded is that you never know what their show is going to be about. You never know what they're going to talk about, what they researched, what they're going to present, even if they, they basically just do mud flood or they have a certain uh, you know focus that they do. The, uh, the deep state, the evil side, whoever, they never know what independent people mind independent minded people are going to do. So, you know, those are the channels that are not going to have a lot of views. When you see a channel that's got all these views and they're hyping up other people that are of their same ilk, it just something smells really funny because what they want to do is they want to make it so that no matter which one of those top channels you you turn to, you're going to get the same narrative. You're not going to get any kind of different thinking, no different point of view. They're all going to cover a different part of the same perspective of the same whatever it is that they they want you to believe. And they've already figured it out. They've already figured it out. And they're definitely working for the man. So all I would just tell you is, you know, you don't need to watch every video. You don't need to do all that. I'm doing it so that you don't have to do it. You know, I know that there's like a big game or whatever to be like, oh, nobody's listening and nobody's what. I don't, I don't really care. I already know that people are listening and watching. It's not about that for me. I don't care about that. If I'm taking the time to do it, the point is I already spent hours all day making sure you get the best of whatever it was that I heard from that person or whatever was out there in the ether at that point. So, I mean, you, you are free to do, do whatever you want to do, but a heads up that they are a lot of shills right in your face. It is about money. A lot of them are secret Kazars and they're not going to admit it. And then they're playing the Alex Jones game of reverse psychology. Oh, we hate Alex Jones. Oh, we hate this. Oh, Kazars are so bad. But then they're secretly, uh, you know, down with the cabal. So just know that, that a lot of people are just straight up fake and phony. Totally fake and phony. And then there's a lot of people, you know, like one of the refreshing things that I liked about RFG, you know, I I am a spiritual person. I really can't stand the cursing. I really can't stand it, you know, but I feel like sometimes he is speaking straight from his own intellect or whatever. And I find that refreshing or whatever. But yet at the same time, I still know he works for Catholic charities and I know everything else, the hand signs and the everything else, you know. So it's like everybody got to eat. Everybody got to eat, you know, and I guess, you know, I'm one of the few people that's like literally taking a loss to, to, you know, just whatever, go with what I believe, but not everyone can do that. And at some point, you know, people have to compromise or whatever. So I'm just giving you a heads up 
that I'm seeing a lot of channels that they're going to start giving you this esoteric information, but be very, very careful. Be very careful. And if you get even the slightest notion that you are being mocked by either the name of the channel, the, the, the majority of the people in the comment section, if it all strikes you as uh, repetitive, fake, like a bot wrote it, the pictures are usually, they don't have the time to generate the pictures. So the pictures will look like, you know, the long lost yearbook of like people that never existed, you know, like, like, like the computer generated images of just fake people on Facebook that you don't even ever want to be friends with. So like, that's one way of telling. And then the other, they'll use um, cartoon images that usually are mocking or just a little too, it's just obvious is what I would say. So, um, yeah, I'm actually, you know what I'm stoked about? The fact that it appears to me like if all these fakers are bots or celebs that are bored writing these comment sections, then either the real comments that people are putting are being erased or people are not leaving as many comments or people are not watching. All of that is good. All of that is good. So, um, you know, definitely above all, do your own do your own investigative research or whatever. I have so much to do in this house and you know, other things to think about that it actually multitasking is a form of relaxation for me. Um, many people may not understand that or whatever, but I, I don't need to explain it to you. It, it It's actually relaxing. It's uh, for me. Um, so, you know, that's why I do it. And um, I see people, people make livings off of their shows and everything. I give it my all. I give it a thousand percent. I give it a thousand percent. So there's no reason why I can't make a living off of what I'm doing just as much as some of these other people. You know, um, the people that sell out are the people that um, get the most donations and get the most whatever. That's the way it's always been. So um, I just don't want anybody to be fooled. And Christians, I love you so dearly. I love you so dearly. And I pray for the body. And all I'm saying to you, I'm not asking you to change anything. I'm asking, I'm letting you know that they're about to drop some bombs on you. And I'm giving you enough time to do your own research and make your own pivot so that they cannot destroy Christianity. Because that's what the plan is, is to drop some big truth bombs on the Christian community and it's gonna be a wrap. It's gonna be done and it's gonna be replaced by Islam. Remember that I told you, you don't see it coming, you don't see how it's possible. You Once they drop these truth bombs, I don't know what manner they're going to deliver it. I just know that I see it coming. I see it coming. And um, the only way to, uh, to, save, to save the faith here in America is to pivot and say, yeah, so what? We understand that this was not a literal time period and that you, you know, it's the same uh, Christ consciousness built off the same uh, 
godlike entity that was sent to us you know that was here and and died and rose again so it has a di so he has a different name so what the information is still valid we still are using um the sacred arts that he taught no one no one understands about the sacred arts that he taught of alchemy through the word they don't get it um i i might attempt it i might attempt to try i i got a lot of work to do uh, there's people out there that have it or whatever it's a journey you know, I know that it's a journey and I'm just learning like everybody else. I'm learning like everybody else, you know, and it's it's not like it's a race. It's more like each step is a step that we are clearing away the past, past beliefs, and we are building a foundation on knowing what's what's up and what's coming. And what we're about and what the Most High is about. That's all that's important. So, like I said, just be really, please be discerning. There's a lot of fake fakers out there. They're fake. And um, there's some people that have a lot of knowledge. They have a lot of knowledge. But they talk in circles. And... You could be the nicest person in the world. If I don't know, if I don't know what this is going to be about in the first five minutes, you've lost me. I'm gone. I don't have time for you to sit there and go circles. This I'm the connector, but I don't have time for that. You, you start in the beginning with this video. I attempt to prove blah, 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 blah. Then you go... This is the first part of how I formed my belief in blah, blah, blah. And blah, blah, blah did this. And so-and-so said this about blah, blah, blah. And so on and so forth. And then you can, then you've got us and we're going on a journey with you. But if you, it's, it's like I had teachers in improv. It was like, get to the point. What is the, who are you? Where the hell are you? What's going on? I don't have time to hear you going through every single thing that you know. I really don't. And I can hear when people are doing that. And it annoys the bejesus out of me. It really does. So you could be, you could have all the knowledge in the world. You could be doing a talk on exactly what I'm looking for. If you talk in freaking circles and you can't bullet it and you can't get to your point in three hours. And I'm just sitting there like, what? I can't. I can't do it. Nobody that I know has time for it. And that's it. Mud flood people. A lot of people are interested in the information that you have to give. Can you please start already knowing where you're going with it and then explain all these pieces to us? Or are you, I, I'm trying to understand, I think a lot of people are, they're literally working it out and looking at it as they're sitting there. Okay, I guess that's what they're doing. But that's not like preparing a piece and then being like, okay, I want to show you that I think this and this and this and this is what happened. And then you go through the videos that show this is what I think happened. Oh, see, see how this building did all oh, this. He, he, that. That's how that happened. 
I mean, I guess people just have hours to just sit and go through mud flood. But if you are about moving us forward as humanity and for everyone to put stuff together and that you are a person that's giving us building blocks that we can all build on, then you would really be doing us a service if you do that beforehand and then we know where we're going. And then then even, even if we don't listen all the way to the end of the video, we got the point. And if we want more to support that point, we can go back to your video and know, oh, we, so, so, okay, this is how I'm saying. You want people to look to you as a source of information on mud flood, right? So someone is always looking at mud flood and somebody in their household, their wife, their kid or whatever is like, what are you looking at? Why are you always looking at mud flood? What is that? You know? And uh, you try to tell them, oh, mud flood is this. And, and they say, oh, yeah, well, prove it. Can you, are you going to just say, oh, well, look through some of these videos by this person. How many people, do you know how many people where I try to send them a video? They don't even want to watch one video. People, people don't even want to watch one video. They, they want, like, you need to be able to explain whatever your point of view is about that. And then this video supports that. That video supports that. And then somebody that people that want to, uh, what do they call that? Do a disclosure and get everybody to understand that there was this mud flood, cataclysm, major event, then it makes it easier for everyone to prove it. Because then actually you're going to get more views than you even think because they, every time they need to prove that fact to somebody, they're going to say, you don't believe me? Look at this particular video and how it lays it out. Nobody has time for it. We as the human race don't have time for it. We need building blocks that we can know what the heck is going on. We don't have time to go through your whole video. And maybe you said what the point of your video was once in an hour and a half. And we don't even remember what it is. That's, that's, that's not helping. It really is not helping. We need to keep it tight. We need building blocks. My show is about this. I'm going to show this. I showed it through this, 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 and this. They should be, a, let me tell you, a good reference channel, to be a reference channel. I'm telling you, channels that are good as reference channels are going to get mad views. No matter who, uh, you know, at YouTube you know and transgendered your child for, no matter who you know, you are going to get mad views if you make excellent reference videos because what I really love about some people's channels that I go back to is um, what annoys me is when there's no talking at all but I understand that if there's talking sometimes YouTube will take the video stop the video whatever okay I understand that but I love it when somebody's like they present their premise then they've got pictures that say that 
prove like it's worth a a million words because bam, it's in the picture. And they got all their pictures to support the evidence. Boom, boom, boom. I don't have to wait through the whole video. Even if I go through the whole video, even if even if I'm in a place where I can't hear their video, even if I turn on the volume, I got pictures. I got uh, text that it is explaining. I'm just seriously telling you, there are people out here that really are about let's exchange some information while we still have the internet. If you're not about that, I got to look at you and say, are you working for the man? Because the man is only there to keep us watching and distracted. He's not there to wrap it up and give it to us succinct because he just wants you to keep looking at that and not doing anything. I'm to, I like people that are like, look, it's this, bam, bam, bam. And then I can go think my thoughts and then take action or know what to look for next. Know what to study next. Know what to blog about next. Next. Something that this guy just said made a lot of sense to me. I, he, I forgot. He said Gavin Ramsey? I don't know. Anyway, something interesting that he said was um, making the minimum payment on all outstanding bills and then uh, paying off the smallest bill completely so that it's gone. And then that's how you eliminate owing smaller amounts of bills. And, you know, most people go for the biggest payment in order to get rid of the big interest rate, but actually you still have a large number of creditors that you owe. So it's best to just, like, get rid of the small ones one by one. You gain momentum, and then you attack the big one, and you're building your credit by paying a little bit on a little bit at a time. Um, I actually don't have any credit cards, and uh, I owe like two bills. That's it. That's all I owe. So I've never been a big credit card person at all, um, and I like to buy cash. I like to use cash because it's, you know, it's my business what I spend my money on, um, and you can always have receipts emailed to your house for tax purposes. Um, so I prefer that and not credit card. Um, I really don't have a lot of debt at all. I just need to be paid what people owe me. That's basically it. Um, I don't have uh, financial problems due to excess of spending or, you know, I don't know, just not doing anything or not working or whatever. I've always worked. I've always delivered high-quality content, and it's just time that people pay me for it. That's it. I had to actually stand up and fight for my fair pay, and um, women are just have to do that. You know, I think I learned that lesson um, from my mom is that you can think you're not rocking the boat or whatever, and, you know, people will work you to death. And if you don't demand what it takes 
for you to deliver at that level and and do it, you know, they're going to take. And you need you need to stand up for yourself and be like, no, you want this level of quality. This is what I need to maintain my health and to do it. You have to know. You have to know your worth. So. Why did I take the time to enter that and to, to do this little bit right here? Because I'm just really annoyed. Uh, actually, no, I don't care at all. But, you know, I have people, you know, giving shade about, you know, made-up things, looking at my finances, and it's it's basically theft. It's not that I didn't work. It's not that I didn't do it. Um, I had somebody that was illegally, uh, you know, recording my work and using it. And I'm an ideas person and people, people were taking advantage. But, like, the one thing I think I've said this before with people that are creatives, people that are artists, people that are inventors, that um, it's not so easy to retrace someone's steps, someone's steps when they have an idea. You know, it really isn't. Even if you're, even if you're, you know, they think they're invading people's thoughts. You, people are given uh, a measure of faith, an amount of uh, the God energy that is to be applied in their service. You know, when when we work, I, I've always believed, and my my grandfather always taught me that. You know, I I never thought like, oh, I'm working for a man. Or I think of it like I always think that if I'm doing a service for people, you know, that it's like it's for spiritual reasons. You know, I always think of it in that term. Um, but um, if you're in a situation where you can't make a living and people are making a lot of money off of you, there's a problem. There's a problem, and uh, I needed to set the record straight. There's a lot of, you know, I guess I'm going to, you know, you have people that, uh, you know, they're in everybody else's business, and they want to give advice on your business, and they don't even know your business. And really, I really don't spend my time trying to be up in someone else's business like that. Um, that you only have one life to live. I'm not worried about anybody else's weight. I'm not worried about what anybody else looks like. I'm not worried about what they have. I am focused on ascension. And the uh, forthcoming episodes that you're going to hear, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump around a bit, but it's really going to be about people that just realize that uh, no matter what it is, whether it's these haters, whether it's uh, the ex-boyfriend that can't let go or is insecure, doesn't want to see you move on, you know, by herself with anyone, doesn't want to see you do well because then, you know, they can't share in it or whatever, whatever the case may be, we just don't have time for it. Literally, we just don't have time for it, you know, and um, I'm at an interesting point in my life where I'm in a transition, you know, um, I guess people are like, oh, you're switching up your job or whatever, but really, I've been doing every job that I do, I've been doing them all, I don't know how. But I've been doing them all simultaneously without skipping a beat. 
So, um, I don't know what they're talking about because I, I'm still, I'm still saying, I still, you know, every day I do my lyric, lyricist game. Every day I'm writing, you know, um, I try not to give my, uh, original creative ideas to people. Um, if I don't publish it, that doesn't mean that I'm not inspired or that I don't have things that I want to write about. It means I need to make sure that I'm going to be fairly compensated for, you know, if someone sees my work and they're like, oh, that's a great idea. Oh, I'm just going to go do it. And whatever it is, you know, I, I just, I don't, I don't have patience for that anymore. I have to guard, you know, my plans and my dreams and everything. So... I'm totally doing that, and I'm still giving my all. I'm using all of my talents, all of my talents, and um, I need to be able to make a living. And if people want more, you know, than what I'm giving them in any one given area, then they might have to, to show some support, or I just literally... I just don't have it. I, I just don't have it. Literally. I don't have it. You cannot take and take and take and think that somebody can just give forever and you give nothing and, and make it life a headache for people. It just, it's not, that doesn't work. It doesn't work and it really makes whatever you're expecting from them, it makes it unpleasant. You know, I don't want it to be pleasant. I want it to be a joy. If it's not a joy, don't do it. Seriously. In terms of job vocation, if something, you know, seriously is going to just bring you, like, difficult, stressful people 24-7, and you don't, like, you know absolutely love it don't do it that, that's all I would say to you and if you're uh, you know just a person that you know you're independent you don't want to deal with people's nonsense do it yourself go be an entrepreneur create businesses um, do it your way so that you can set the agenda and you know the only thing with that is that the responsibility for everything falls on you um, but really I feel like everything falls on my shoulders anyway. So I might as well. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, ultimately, you know, everything, your prosperity hinges on your reputation. And you're, you're only as good as, you know, your last, you know, work. Or those, but some people, you know, they do one thing and one hit wonder or whatever. And people love it for a lifetime. It's, you know, everything is different. But... Um, I don't know. I guess it's been the last month or so that uh, I knew what this person was and I made up my mind. But I still had a lot of people, you know, like pressuring me as if as if I'm a bad person. You know, I, I have half people pressuring me. Oh, oh, you're so mean. You're not letting this person, you know, just do whatever, and you're you're punishing them because you want uh, you want them to respect your boundaries, you know, or um, or the other people that are like, well. Uh, Oh yeah, we watched all that happen, but you could have, you could have, 
walked away from this person at any time or whatever. Actually, no, it wasn't that easy. This person owes me finances. And um, now that I know the caliber of person he is, I don't even know if it's worthy to pursue it. But um, it's not that easy to extricate yourself. Forget me. The reason I keep putting Bonnie on, she's a real person. And that I care about women, and I'm using my platform to talk about women's issues. And there are a lot of women, and I'm not here to beat up on men, because there's a lot of predatory women that are, you know, milking men for every dime. But in Bonnie's case, sometimes you're dealing with uh, a person that has not grown up yet. And as she said, they're out here having kids but they don't want to pay to raise these kids. And so a single mother has got to like go through so much to have somebody else pay their equal share for this life that they created, you know? And um, my dad was great while I was little, but, and he, he, he had the money, but he always, it was like, you know, it was like a power struggle. You know, oh yeah, oh I could give you all this money and blah blah blah, but then it's like you know, what this guy's doing with Bonnie is in her case, it's like oh what are you gonna do for me? And it's like that relationship, drawing those boundaries, like dude, it's over. We have this kid, but it's over. Pay for your child and that's it. You know, and some people like to use. It doesn't matter if it's romance boss, friend, family, you know, if there's something that you're sharing with them, sharing responsibility or whatever, they just want to rock their power, you know, and so um, my mom was amazing because she actually was like, no, you're not going to dangle that money over my head, I don't need anything from you, bye, and then so he gave it to her anyway after he couldn't even control it. But, um, or rather he gave it to me. But the point is, you know, as we're picking partners and, you know, we're deciding on people to have children with or, you know, even to be friends with, seriously, friendships are so important. They're so important. And um, especially as your circle, if your circle changes and it is no longer as blood-related centric as a traditional family would be, and it's more about your friends and your extended network are like that, who you decide to be acquainted with and even who you follow, the company that you keep is so important. It says so much about you. I'll tell you, I learned a lesson one time about a friend that we had a common friend and he invited me to an event and I had a plus one. And so I was like, oh, this person knows him too. Why don't, why don't I bring this person? He did not like that person. <laughs> I don't know what the deal with between the two of them, but they just, 
I was like, well, if it was like that, why did you even go if you know that he's like, or maybe she didn't know that he wasn't into her or whatever, but it was kind of just like, I guess that's where I learned where, you know, you just have to learn which groups of people just, you know, can't always, can't always merge worlds, you know, but then I know I have a best friend who every single you know, connection. He's a Libra and he's a social butterfly and he's about connecting the dots uh, every single person that he knows and they all overlap and it all works out beautifully, you know. Um, that's a rare thing. <laughs> that's a rare thing to me. Um, I just see now, though, that um, I've always known uh, that I had particular skill sets but the level that I needed to be at in order to grow and in order to have an impact in terms of career and stature I had no idea the avenues of how to get there without go I I thought that because I was an entertainer that I knew I could sing you know one of the styles that I sing a gazillion styles one of them's got to be able to get me where I need to get and that that is a way once people become you know uh, personalities or whatever then you know they can do uh, you know a lot of the other things that they have in their skill set and some people might stop even doing the first thing that they started doing and I was like well you know even if I'm just a one hit wonder God I have so many other things that I want to do, and it should be easy enough for me to, you know, get in, do at least one thing, and then do everything else that I want to do. But I did not know that that is not how this industry works. I did not know what these people have to do to just, you know, whatever it is that they do. So, at any rate, uh, me not being on the game board I don't regret it because I was just able to just polish up everything everything that I wanted to do and um, I pursued everything that I wanted to do and uh, I didn't have the the, uh, the finances to do it at the level that I would do it but I put the time in, I put the work in, and I look at people that were like literally stabbing people in the back, stepping over people, talking about they were the last one standing, very maturely, uh, prematurely saying that. Uh, and they really haven't gotten that much farther than they were when I knew them before, you know? So, I mean, in terms of, you know, just really having something to offer that's worthwhile and interesting so I don't regret anything um, I feel like I'm in good stead and um, whichever way this goes I feel like I'm always using all of my skills always using all of my skills and that one thing about now which is very different from the 2000s is that the mediums for the performing arts have changed 
so radically. You know what I mean? Just like theater has changed, film has changed, uh, how music is licensed and sold and packaged and uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, you really can make a decent uh, living, it appears, um, being independent to a certain extent. And um, I have a lot of thoughts about marketing. I told you I worked in marketing for many years. Gosh, on and off I worked in marketing. And um, because I didn't have the degree in marketing, I was on the performing arts side. I dealt with a lot of people in marketing that I knew didn't have any idea. They did not have any idea that they were above me. But I learned a lot. I learned a lot. And so it's very exciting for me to see, you know, what different capacities I could use my skills in, you know, uh, snarkiness, uh, whatever it is that I've been facing, you know, in the face of my new beginning and dealing with people that are having a difficult time with it. I realized something, you know, that really tempered me. Which was like, uh, there are many different paths to reach different goals. And the way in which you set about it can be protective for you, your investors, and everyone else that you're dealing with. And... I want to sum it up with how I started this talk, which was saying, know what you want in the beginning and build that into from the beginning as much as you can. The ideal situation that you would have, like build it, incorporate it in it from the beginning. Because if you don't, you will be like fighting an uphill battle after if you don't establish it from the beginning look this is what it is this is how we're going to do this um this is what my side needs to get out of it this is what your side needs to get out of it this is the goals that we both want like i learned so many skills even with the little lessons and the painful lessons you know in dealing with certain people I really just learned that from the beginning, you know, no matter how highly somebody comes recommended or whatever, whatever, you really have to look at a person, you know, and look deeper than a superficial level. And uh, you really have to see, you know, what, what they're really about. You know, because you could look at somebody and, you know, they work like a demon and you're so impressed. Oh my gosh, this person is always working and making checks and, you know, and then they live this lavish lifestyle and they're always talking about their checks. But the thing is, you know what I realized about this person? That I was originally, I was so impressed. I was like, this person is working like this to have this show-off lifestyle. And it's not about quality of life. 
it's about uh, you know showing a pretend life and that's important in knowing from a partner whether their whole thing is about showing off whether you're really uh, coming from the right place and doing the right things from the beginning I really really see and I learned a lot from one of my friends that has he really has very high integrity he has made mistakes but everybody makes mistakes but what I admire in him is his integrity and that people they hire him again and they look at him again because they know that he's going to give a certain level and he's going to have a certain level of integrity and I just really respect that and I was like you know what wow I want to be that kind of person you know there's going to be some people that no matter what they do or what you do you know someone's going to get rubbed the wrong way but one thing for me I can be hired to do a job and I don't necessarily, you know, care for certain things, you know, but I can still come through and and still have that person shine, you know, and create nice things for them, you know, and support them, you know, whether they can or even sing with them or whatever. I can do that because my ultimate goal is the value that is being brought to the audience, the, the overall experience. Because, okay, so you can have somebody that's a total you-know-what, blankety-blank, right? But they have a certain niche, or they have a certain audience, or they have a certain whatever-whatever, right? And I'm somebody that likes to innovate and do something new, and as an artist, I'm going to use different elements. I'm going to need people of different stripes to do different things. So the thing is, like, always now, it's like, are you going to sacrifice the opportunity to create something new and something that could be great? Unless you think that this person is going to be unprofessional, then that's another case. But if they can you know, regardless of their resentment or whatever, whatever, if you know that they're going to do their job and they're going to give their usual level of quality, then when you even work with a person like that and you guys, and you pull it off, there's a respect that is created because it's like, you know what? I didn't know you. Your methods are completely different from my methods. How we think about things are completely different. But that was a blessing to the project. Why? Because what you didn't think about, I thought about. What I didn't think about, you thought about. And it wasn't a gotcha game. It was good for the production. Because that means anything that wasn't seen is going to be seen. So that's why sometimes you might see me in the past, I can't bring anything to mind right now. You may have seen me in the past, and I'm like, I really cannot stand this person. But I know that if I can just put up with a little bit, some sometimes you have to know when and how to do it. It is like it is like being a wine taster. 
or or uh, someone that does select scents for perfumes or something like that. It's that delicate, you know, between letting people know that you have self-respect for your work and it's about the work and it's about, you know, what it is that you're trying to accomplish and it's not about your ego. I think if you can prove to people that it's not about your ego but that whatever that was, I... I I hate when, even when people steal ideas from me, <laughs> and and it, and it doesn't come out good. You know, somebody would be like, "Oh, you you must be happy. You were vindicated because, you know, they tried it and they failed or whatever." And you know what? It's a loss for everybody because what that thing could have been. That's, it's just, that's a loss. No, nobody wins. Nobody wins. Nobody wins. And I will tell you, maybe it's because I was, uh, uh, I don't want to talk too long, but maybe it was because uh, I was a child in the arts that um, in seeing shows being put together from scratch, I got to see original shows from scratch with the composer there. And, you know, I saw a lot of different things, but it's a collaborative effort. And it's about, um, it's about the value that, that human beings are going to sit and experience whatever you created and it could literally just be a blessing even no matter what it is a cartoon a comic a, a, a comedy an opera or whatever it is you know whatever the art that we create then it makes life worth living my mom who used to work so hard. God, I'm just going to try to stop myself from crying. She lived, she lived for the operas that I was in as a child. It was so different from the stressful situations and, you know, the pettiness and just the mentality of people in our modern day world was so far from the original human values. And when she could go and she could sit and just totally go to another time and place and hear music and, you know, even if she didn't understand it, you know, and see the costumes and just, I think it really did, it really did give her life meaning. And uh, all those years I thought I was... I thought I was ministering, you know, whatever I thought I was doing. But I didn't understand that, I didn't understand, I thought she was like, you know, she wasn't a stage mom. But I didn't realize that I was serving her as a member of my audience. She needed it. She needed it. She needed it. So I guess... I guess that's what when people 
think they're going to take people as ideas or they're just going to do this or, you know, they're just throwing stuff and see what sticks or they're just going to do whatever. And forget that there's people out here that need it. They need it. They need that song. They need that music. They need that, you know, you got people working the night shift. And they need music that's going to keep them going, that's not going to have them thinking negative, bad thoughts. People would like to see something, you know. Those shows that I was studying, yes, Twilight Zone is one of them in the back in those days. How you can have an episode like a Matlock, like a, uh, gosh, what's the other guys at Columbo, uh, Kojak, or what, whatever these shows were. And you showed human beings coping with situations. And it, it's, it's almost like, it, I mean, I hate, I'm, I'm not trying to take it to religion. I'm, I'm being spiritual. And I'm trying to show you that society is, was supported by the that particular programming, some of that stuff. I'm not saying it was perfect, but like I always go back to Norman Lear as the standard. The Jeffersons, Archie, All in the Family, uh, Mama's Family, all those shows that people, you know, and I say Mama's Family, People, especially in the South, so much dysfunctional stuff. Don't matter what color you are, there's so much stuff, so much pain, so much uh, lot of difficulties caused by, uh, you know, the social climate and different things like that. And people were able to watch those shows and a relief, they could feel a relief that somebody talked about it, that somebody dealt with it, that it was an honest thing. It wasn't like somebody trying to tell them what to think. It was like an honest thing that released something. (laughs) And I I know I was telling you guys that, you know, Christianity, we need to pivot because it's going to take a hit because the Catholic Church is going to come clean or uh, some things are going to be revealed about Christianity and they think that that is going to make it a wrap and that's why I'm telling you guys to get ahead of it and what I'm trying to tell you is that we had standards in broadcasting even though some people thought the stuff was salacious or whatever we shows, music Everything was, it was spiritually, there was nourishment there. There was nourishment there, you know. And um, it still should be about that. You know, no matter how high-tech and glossy and flossy it gets, it really is still about that. And... um, I feel that the stories still have to resonate and it's still, it has to be true. You can't just make up types of people and be like, oh, and we cast these people. Or I mean, it's just, it doesn't, re- when it doesn't resonate with reality, 
it's not gonna go anywhere. And I'm not trying to be a you know what, I'm just telling you the truth. That the standard has to be bringing value to the audience. And uh, the YouTube channels that I go to consistently, I, I, I listened to that little rant that I did. And the YouTube channel that I listen to uh, consistently, I said, what was it? What was it that made me able to listen to that consistently? Is that this, when people think their own thoughts, when people are not following a narrative, you know, when when people don't just choose the topic because it's gonna it's gonna get hits. When they choose the topics because it needs to be said, that's when you get my respect. And then you then you speak from your heart and you say, even if you're not an expert. Because guess what? If you are a member of the audience, if you are a member of the people that uh, something is happening to, then you have a right. Is this a bathroom? Is this a bathroom? Yes. Thank you so much. Um, you have a right. You are qualified to speak. Like, you know, I, I always said uh, when I talked to my kids in classes when I used to do music appreciation, you don't have to know anything about, uh, you know, classical music. The point is, is, is this... If you play the right piece for somebody, hold on. If you play the right piece for someone, meaning, <laughs> I'll go into that later, that's a different conversation. But just the point is, if you meet people where they're at, and don't worry about what they don't have, who they are not, you know, then you're going to get value because then a person is going to present you with what they do have, you know, and that's in everything. Thank you. They're going to present you with what they do have because you could be missing out a lot in worrying about what they don't have. As long as they have, like I said, the, the integrity thing is important with who you spend your time with, but if you don't worry about what people don't know and you just go from, you know, is there light on in the dome? Is there sensitivity there? You know, is there a willingness to experience something outside the regular experience? Then you know, that, that kind of goes to something that I truly believe, which is, and I'm going to talk about marketing a little bit. I guess I'm telling you more than I planned on telling you. Uh, is that I think people look at certain demographics and they go, okay, this is this demographic, they're going to like this. This is this kind of person, they're going to like this. And uh, that, that's how they um, deal with their characterization. That's how they deal with who they market to. And um, 
I don't think that we're coming from human values in the way that we were. And maybe maybe there was a mandate, you know, because maybe somebody decided, oh, well, it's the end times. To hell with it all, it's the end times. Just, you know, do whatever. Um, but uh, it really, really, that's not what it is. And uh, no matter how much time we have left, especially now that we are keenly aware of the time that we have left, uh, the time needs to be appreciated, how the time is spent, who the time is spent with, and uh, what content we consume. People are more than ever going to become increasingly particular about what their soul is exposed to because it's like literally life or death you know in terms of ascension you know even I in you know dealing with my ex or whatever I had to change my vibration because I'm like wow whatever this is it's not worth you know taking me off of my path don't let anything get you off your path other people's opinions, what you don't have, who you are not, you, you can't, in a, in a nanosecond, you can't change any of those things, you know, you gotta like start where you're at, be, you know, determine some kind of standard, and then do your best, if the standard is so beyond what you are, and what you have to offer, then chances are that's not for you. You know, if someone's telling you, uh, you know, oh, you're not the one for this or that because you don't this or that, uh, you know, if that is the case, then don't choose that person. You know, don't waste your time on that person. Don't waste your time fighting that person. If, if energies are supposed to work together, you know, oh, these... I'm at the ASPCA and these animals are so cute. Is Biscuit ready? Sure. Uh, it's like, yeah. If, if, if the energies are not complementary, it's not going to be stable. And in order for something to be fruitful and profitable and a pleasant experience and a memorable experience that you want to keep having over and over, it's got to be stable. And that means, you know, everybody has to be giving and everybody get their fair share. And in order to make sure that happens, you have to take the personal responsibility to stand up and make sure that you get your fair share and that, you know, that it's fair for everyone. So that's all I had to say today. I haven't talked to you guys in a long time, just straight up talk to you, chit-chat. So um, I'm picking up my cat from ASPCA and I'm telling you if there's a charity that you could give money to where you know it's going to go you know where it's supposed to go ASPCA that's that's definitely up there for me I definitely orphanages are big on my list but ASPCA um, I asked them what they needed and they said they need trucks so if you're out here and, and you have the ability to 
adopt a pet or someone you know has a pet and you need to get them uh, cared for, you just go on the ASPCA website and see what their criteria is. And um, it is definitely a most worthy cause. And I saw so many beautiful animals today um, that weren't even my animals, but it literally just made my day just being around their energy being around their consciousness their consciousness of animals is just like uh you know small children straight from god you know and it really is it really is a healthy um a healthy thing and uh oh my gosh so what kind of cat is that she's a russian blue of course she's a kitten right yes oh my goodness Beautiful. Thank you. Wow. The Russian blues are the non-allergic cats. Um, so anyway, I'm done talking to you guys. But um, I was really grateful to the ASPCA that it was there and that they're doing their thing. And they're, you know, it's just great. And in, in these times where money is tight and, you know, all kinds of things going on. Remember that animals are usually the first, you know, to be discarded. So if you have it, if you have the money, uh, it's a worthy endeavor. Kyla Power Trading. This guy's a proof of This guy doesn't have a credit card. He's been alive. He's been alive the whole time. He's a multi-millionaire. He doesn't have a credit card. But now you do, you don't have to go to the White House. No, you don't. No. He told me there's, there's a few banks out there. That, not banks, but they're like, they're similar to banks. They'll loan, they'll give you a mortgage without a credit, without a credit score. They want, they're going to go and get your proof of income, verify everything, and they're going to, they'll give you a, uh, they'll give you a uh, mortgage, yeah. He said one day he walked in and he wanted to rent one of the apartments in the building that he owned. He wanted to disguise they wouldn't let him rent out an apartment because he has no credit. But he can buy the building out right if they write him a check. Yeah, like I said, you never want to lease a car. He says you never want to buy a new car because the depreciation is very bad. He says um, if you are going to buy a car, it should never be more than one-fourth of your annual pay, your annual income.